Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soul Survivor Podcast. We are back uh, talking. You know, we, we have a very special topic tonight. Uh, we finally had some Survivor news. Not great Survivor news, but we have some ideas. And there was a little bit of glimmer of hope that, you know, was released on Twitter yesterday. So we will talk about that. And, yeah, I mean, I, look, I'm, fe- I'm feeling great today. Penn State football is back. The Big Ten's back. Very good day for us, Ryan. Um, but now I'm ready to talk a little bit, of sur- little bit of Survivor. Yeah, you can you kind of take the uh, the good with the bad here. We're very happy that Big Ten football is back. Uh, it's gonna be very exciting for the fall in the coming weeks. Eventually, heading into the end of October when it starts up. But yeah, the Survivor news. They say Dylan, all news is good news, but sometimes news is not good news. Or in the wise words of Devin Pinto, this is not an advantage. This is not great news. But we'll, we'll go more into it tonight. Yeah, I mean, so like I said, we're gonna talk about the future of Survivor. What we think survivor should do for season 41 i know that um they probably have their theme decided already but like everything on these days things are changing so quickly so you never know what could happen so we're gonna throw our ideas out and you never know what could catch on so yeah no i 100 percent agree one of the biggest things that we'll talk about tonight is that this situation is especially with the pandemic is ever changing so there was a high chance they had a theme and or a cast kind of locked in already but due to this hiatus that could all be changed and shifted to a season in the future or two seasons in the future for 43. So yeah, I mean, anything is really possible. Yeah. I mean, in, in the words of a Kevin Garnett, anything is possible. So, uh, sure, yeah. so, uh, Ryan, um, I know that you have been keeping track on of the, all the news that's been coming out, you know, since season 40 ended all the news that has been coming out about season 41 updates. So before we start talking about what we think should happen for season 41, how about you give us a quick timeline here of what has been going on? Yeah, absolutely. So basically I'll give a quick background since we really haven't seen survivor on our TV screens since may 13th uh 2020 and you know if you're not following along to any insights uh survivor spoiler accounts or you're not following any news on twitter i'll be happy to share you know what resources that i use in case anyone wants to read this for themselves i know we're going to paraphrase and reference a couple of sources but if you want to read them in detail i highly recommend you check out the author and the sources themselves um but yeah basically when jeff left us at the finale of winners at war tony tony vlacos is crowned as our first two-time winner he says, you know, second two-time winner. Se- second. Wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is what happens when we're off the survivors off the air. You start to lose some stuff, which is scary. <laughs> um, yes, our second two-time winner, first male two-time winner, but I I digress. Anyway, um, Jeff says at the end of the uh, finale show, this is the part where we normally say what we're doing next. But due to the pandemic, we don't know what's gonna happen next. So stay tuned and we're hoping to get Survivor to you soon. So the plan was. According to sources, CBS was planning to film in around later March or April and try to get a season going for the fall, but then the pandemic hits. And they were actually out in Fiji in the spring of 2020 in March, and they had to be shut down due to the COVID-19 pandemic. They were hoping at the time, since we didn't know how crazy this was going to be, that they could film later in the spring and get us a late fall season, maybe late September, early October. But that was kind of shut down as well. I mean, rumors said we could possibly see it this fall, but it was still up in the air. Then the news came out officially from CBS that, I believe it was in July, Dylan, that CBS officially pulled Survivor off the fall TV schedule. So we knew in July that this was not going to happen 
<clears throat> excuse me, this fall. It just wasn't going to happen. So basically now we get to some recent news and I would like to credit Martin Holmes on Twitter at Redmond Survivor for a couple of articles on this. And where we're at currently is um, we were hoping that a fall production in Fiji would allow us to have Survivor 41 in the spring, filling the February time slot. But according to a recent article on September 9th, it seems that we're not going to get a season filmed until 2021. And if they do that, they would film 41 and 42 back to back as they often do, meaning we wouldn't get our next official 41 season until the fall, which is obviously really scary and um, tough, but you know, they have CBS has to do what's safe for the crew, safe for the cast. And that's where we're at currently until yesterday. And then I want to get Dylan's thoughts on this, where it, there's a good chance that we're still going to not see a season until the fall and filming in the spring. However, another Inside Survivor article that actually referenced a deadline article written by Peter White, uh, the other two articles were written by Martin Holmes, says that CBS is looking at potential options to get the show back into production safely. They're exploring different options with potential country, different countries to film in and different cast and crew shift around. So we likely won't see Survivor for a year, but there's a chance it could come to us earlier if changes are to be made. So Dylan, what are your thoughts on everything I just kind of summarized? So yeah, when we, first of all, great summary, you know, really, yeah. really refreshed my mind and I'm sure everyone watching this also agrees, but I would, obviously it was devastating to hear that Survivor was, was pulled from, pulled from uh, the TV schedule in the fall and then to hear that they're not going to film now they were supposed to film at that point they were supposed to film around the October November range it seemed like and then try to get something out in the spring now they've pushed filming back to what the normal schedule would be in the spring meaning that there's going to be no survivor in the spring of 2021 either which is which is crazy to me I'm like you know you look at all these different shows and I'm not not huge on a lot of other reality shows but I know for a fact that they are filming a lot of shows that are international. They're filming them in, let's say, Vegas. They're filming them at other places in the U.S. They're filming it, you know, in North America somewhere, whether it be Mexico or, you know, stuff like that. They're making adjustments. And for, I know Survivor has a contract with Fiji where they have to film there through a certain period of time, but these are extenuating circumstances. And I think that it just would seem crazy for all these other reality shows to go on um, despite the pandemic and for, you know, look, you look at sports, which are pretty much all back at this point. Um, you know, they've all adjusted and they created their bubbles. They created, they did what they had to do, you know, testing protocols in order to get going the sports as well. So you see life slowly starting to return, obviously with these restrictions, but, you know, and then just, it, it's, it would seem so weird for survivor just not to return until let's say that there's a vaccine or the pandemic is a lot better in, you know, um, almost like around at this point, like six, seven months from now, first returning into film. And then a year from now, first to be airing um, for the first time since Winners at War, which that seems a little bit, a little bit crazy. But as we know, and I'm going to use the Big Ten as an example, things are changing so quickly. And if, you, if you're watching this and you're not a big sports fan, I'll give you a quick background. The Big Ten Conference, which is a conference that features you know several big schools, such as Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, they originally postponed their football season to what they call the spring season or winter season. And they did that in 
early. They did that in around mid to early, early to mid August. They first, they first postponed it. And today they, they just announced that college football in the big 10 is coming back in October, specifically October 24th. So that's a little bit over a month from now, but you see how fast things could change where one thing is first postponed till the spring. And then all of a sudden other options open and you're like, you know what, maybe we could pull this off if we do things a little bit differently. And I think that survivors watching all these reality TV shows film and they're watching all these sport, this, this sports stuff happened. And, and they're like, you know what? They're like, we have to look at other options here because we cannot be the ones to fall behind as all these other shows continue to go. So I do think that that article not only was a, was a breath of fresh air yesterday that came out. Um, but I think it's a legitimate possibility and I think it'll be really interesting to see what happens. Yeah, no, you're completely right. I think that it's inevitable that any production crew, any network needs to consider their options, especially given the circumstances. And I think you're right. You mentioned the contract with Fiji. That's a big reason why it's up in the air because people are saying, why not film in Las Vegas? Why not give us Survivor Wild West? Like, why not do all of these ideas to give us our Survivor back on the air? We'll take anything. And I think we, a lot of us would take almost anything. But you're right. The contract with Fiji is a big thing because in that Inside Survivor article, it's mentioned how you know, Survivor has a lot of infrastructure already in Fiji. They basically have a great relationship with the Fijian government. And they, according to the article, they receive a substantial tax rebate for filming there. And that's a, and I know they also um, hire locals in terms of, you know, the set production and whatnot. So there's a lot of moving parts with the Fijian government. And I think that although some Fijian shows can film, I'm pretty sure that it's closed off to many non-locals or non-citizens. So that's a big problem with filming in Fiji. And because of their CBS's relationship with Fiji, that makes that very tough. The second reason is because unlike a show like Love Island or maybe a sports uh, team, Survivor has like a 400-person production team, not also including Jeff and the cast as well. But it's a lot of people that come from all over the world. Like, I'm pretty sure the main doctor on the show, you see Dr. Joe when something happens with one of the castaways medically. Dr. Joe's from Australia, and there's a lot of Australians who work on Survivor. And I'm pretty sure the um, Australia has a travel ban right now, so it's tough for them to even get out of the country. But to your point, though, Dylan, whether it's filming domestically or using a, uh, a smaller cast and crew or whatnot... I think it's going to be tough for Survivor, but they could definitely weigh some options to make it happen sooner. Yeah, and as Megan says in the live chat here, Love Island, which is a CBS show that's films in Fiji, is now filming in Vegas. Yeah. So I think that once Survivor saw that this was happening with other shows on their network specifically, they were like, all right, well, like this is something that we at least have to look into. And I have a feeling that if, if this wasn't a serious thought, a serious idea, I... I don't think it would have been leaked to wherever it was. Like, I think mm-hmm. that there is something probably to that. Um, because like you, if Sur- Survivor is a show that's been on for 20 years now. Okay. You know, like some people, there are some people who just watched at the beginning and then some people who are n- more newer fans, you, you have people from all over the timeline. And I think that if you're to wait a whole year and then first bring on a new cast, then I think that you're probably going to lose a lot of casual viewers if you haven't been on for a year. And I think that that's, a, I mean, obviously you'll, you'll keep the diehards, but a lot of what drives ratings is the casual viewers who are just going to tune in for a few episodes here and there, and then maybe get hooked and watch the whole season. I think that you could lose a lot of those casuals when they haven't heard survivor for so long. 
And that kind of leads us into our ideas that we're going to talk about stuff that would maybe like maybe mitigate this issue a bit. Um, if they did have, if they did follow the ideas that we have. Yeah, no, you're hundred percent right. And I, and I want you to introduce the idea since you were the one who tweeted it from our account. Um, actually I was just about to say it, but Jay Marco stole my thunder in the chat. Um, do you think that doing back-to-back returning seasons would make some viewers and applicants mad? So I was just going to let Dylan introduce our thoughts for what they should do for 41. But I think the biggest thing to consider is given this unprecedented situation, we can't go off precedence. Like obviously in the past, if they've ever done an, if they ever did an all returnee cast, I'm not saying like fans versus favorites because you have can't you have Caramo and 26 and blood versus water back to back that both feature returnees. I'm talking about all stars. I'm talking about heroes versus villains, Cambodia game changers. If it's an all returnee cast, they never follow it up with returnees after that. But as we'll talk about in a second here, I don't think we can go off precedent because this situation has thrown everything for a loop. We have to kind of say, okay, given the circumstances, they might have to show case some familiar faces to help the show, but we'll go into that right now, Dylan. Right. So to highlight Jay Marco's comment right here, you know, on the screen, do you think that doing back-to-back returning seasons will make some viewers or applicants mad? So I'm going to get to that in a second, but I want to present my idea first. So my idea that I tweeted from our account, our Twitter account at Soul Survivor Pod, I tweeted it last week, right when this whole news broke that, that they had pushed back production until spring of 2021. I was scrolling through Reddit threads to see if there was any additional information, if there was anything that maybe that the Oracle didn't say that was on, that happened to be on Reddit. You know, there's always some, you always get some interesting people on Reddit who always know, you know, know, know a little bit more than, you know, maybe the, the, the random person. So I thought that, you know, that may be a good place to look. So someone had just commented and was like, I think a great idea for the next season would be a second chance two seasons. So I was thinking to myself, and I'm like, all right, well, first of all, everyone wants a second chance too, first thing. So I tweeted, I thought of this all idea, whole idea kind of on the spot based off of that Reddit post. So what, did I t- what I tweeted from our account at Soul Survivor Pod last week, quote, the best option for Survivor, sec- Survivor Season 41 is second chance too. It'll be the best way to keep the fans engaged during an extra long off season. Hold a fan vote at some point in early 2021. Maybe even use the TV schedule in the spring to create recaps of each person on the ballot. So my thought on all this was that, yes, it's a returnee season back to back. But I think that, like I said, if you're trying to reach the casual viewer, we know the diehards will return for season 41. That's not a question. But are you going to get the casual viewers? Okay. For winners at war, you're getting casual viewers because people are seeing people that you haven't seen on your screen and you remember and you're like, all right, I'm going to tune in for that. If there is a season 41 in a year from now that airs for the first time since winners at war, a lot of those casuals may be a little bit disinterested. So I think that a returnee season is not a bad idea at all. And what they could do is they could almost, if they were to film a returnee season, they could they could arrange it so that they film like a new one right after. And then that would, that would go in the, I'm trying to think based on the schedule. So that would go right after it. So they could do like, they could film a a newbie season right around there also. So that the next season after 41 would be a newbie season. And then I'm sure they have a few more newbie seasons after that to go on. So I think that what you do in order to keep fans engaged during the off season is 
you do the second chance too, because the second chance too was voted on by the fans. Now you could have a fan vote and hold it during spring when a normal season would actually be. Now, how do you make the, the process better? How do you make the, you know, the fans more engaged than normal? You take your normal TV spot that you were supposed to have in the spring and you use it. So each episode, let's say is 42, 41 minutes. You do a 10 minute segment on each person who is on the 32 person ballot. So if we remember for season 31, it was a 32 person ballot. There was 16 men, 16 women, and 20 people, 10 men, 10 women got on. So you take an eight week span, you do four people per episode, two men, two women. And each episode on TV, you highlight them on Survivor for, you know, 10 minutes, let's say. And then you do that every week for eight weeks until everyone on the 32 person ballot is complete. And then you allow voting to go on this entire time or maybe right after it for a period of time. Um, And I just think that this is a way to keep people's minds on Survivor in the spring and keep relevant content that is going to carry over to the fall season 41. So I think personally that returnees is a good way to go for season 41, second chance to specifically. I think it'll keep a lot of fans engaged in the spring when there's not an actual season going on. And I think that that's the way to keep a lot of fans involved and engaged while there's a huge break. Yeah, no, I think that was, was, sorry, everyone, that was a long explanation, but I had to like, everything was covered. No, I I think you bring up some very good points though. And I think first and foremost, I think it's interesting about like, what do the casuals and what do the diehards want to see? I I think it's actually a really mixed bag. I think they're, and I'm speaking from my personal experience as a diehard who has friends who are diehards and friends who are casuals. And I can tell you that there are casuals and diehards that both think that I like seeing returning seasons more. And then you have diehards that say, I like seeing new players more. I'm kind of sick of them bringing back the same people who they need a third time to come back. Then I have casual friends who say, Oh, I want to see returning players. Cause I remember their faces or I have casual friends who say, you know what? I kind of like seeing new people because it's kind of keeps the show fresh. So I think it's a really mixed bag. I would agree that the majority of people, I think that especially the diehards, I think people want to see returning players come back. I I know second chance Two was one of their most popular seasons. And I think the concept worked out really, really well. So I definitely think it's a great way to maybe reinvigorate the show after a hiatus. And I, I do think Dylan, it's a great point because let's just say hypothetically, they go with an all new cast for 41 to kind of like a reset. Oh, here's versus villains capped off the first half of the show. We're going to do a reset with Nicaragua in a sense. I mean, Nicaragua even reused Borneo's intro music. Like it really felt like a reset in a way. And if they do a reset for 41, I still think we're going to get second chance two for 42 or 43. It's a popular theme. People want to see it. I think at one point, I think it was during winners at war interviews or Islands of the Isles interviews, uh, entertainment tonight or whatever, Ask Jeff, if we gave you like four random themes, what's most likely to come back or which theme are, are we going to see? And Jeff was like, oh, I think we'll see another second chance too. I think it's going to happen. I think Dylan, you brought up a great point about using the ballots to fill time and fill, and using the television um, broadcasting to air highlights or um, uh, you know reels for each person to bring them back into our minds. And I think it's really cool because if anyone doesn't remember what they did for the first second chance, they really went all out where they revealed the ballots on like May 6th. And they said, here are your 32 choices. And then 
You have until May 20th, the the uh, Worlds Apart finale where Mike Holloway wins. You have basically two weeks to vote on the cast. And if you go to our website, you can you can cast one ballot a day, 10 men and 10 women. And on the site, we'll even give you clips that kind of uh, recap who, the, who these people are with like a one-minute segment of why you should vote for them from the players themselves. I think, Dylan, to your point, they should utilize the TV um, schedule to showcase uh, highlights and also use the voting website to not only cast your vote, but also to see little highlight reels and clips for quick little ballot, um, you know, submissions. But I think if you, if we really want to go crazy with the TV show idea, they could just do highlights like Abby Maria. She did this, she did this, she did this, or they could go the other way and say, you know what, if we have a lot of airtime, since we're not going to be back until the fall, we'll give you a whole episode that kind of showcases somebody, maybe why you, you want to see them. So if they did this for the first second chance, maybe they show you Sierra voting out her mom. Maybe you want to vote for Sierra then. You show Kelly Wigglesworth losing by one vote. Maybe you vote for Kelly there. You show Terry Deitch winning like his fifth challenge in a row. So I think that if using your idea, there's a lot of different ways they could go with it. Yeah. And for, for anyone in the chat, keep throwing questions in because we will get to all of them at the end, uh, if not during. So just keep throwing the questions in. Uh, if you, if they have not been answered yet, we'll get to all of them at the end. Um, but yeah, I'm like, what, what other ideas do you have, Ryan? So like, let's say, let's say that they don't go with the second chance too. And let's say they want to save that for 42 or 43. They want to maybe get some newbies in, in a 41 or 42 before they go to second chance. Let's say. Yeah. Do you, what, like, where do you see, do you see a possibility that let's say they go to somewhere in Nevada or Vegas and film 41, or do you think that we're going to be waiting until a year from now to see survivor? Like, do you think that it's feasible to do that? I, if you want, I, listen, I'll go with my honest opinion. Cause if I had to say what I want to happen, I, I want survivor back as soon as possible. Give me like, like a 20, like 20 days, like 16 people, a hybrid season until we can get a real one. I'll take whatever you can give me CBS. But if you're asking me full fledged survivor 41, what do I think is going to happen? I think because we don't know about a vaccine yet, we don't know about travel ban lifting. We don't know about CBS really willing to leave their relationship with Fiji. I think due to all those factors, we likely won't see survivor until September of 2021. Again, that being said, they are clearly weighing options, so it's feasible that they could be back earlier. I just think with all the current uh, restrictions and uncertainty in the air that we won't see it until the fall. And I think to your other question about will it be a new player season or will it be a returning season, I could see it going either way. I could see them thinking along the lines of us and saying, you know what, we've been away for a while. Let's get some second chance people in there. Let's kick off the 40s with a bang. Or they could say, you know what? People want us to rework fire tokens. There's the whole uh, survivor diversity campaign that's going on on Twitter. I think it's really important that people look at that. Um, maybe they could revamp the show in terms of diversity. People want to see fire tokens revamped or diversity revamped. We're going to have a new player cast for 41 in like a new era of Survivor, but we'll give you second chance for 42. I think either option is certainly possible. Yeah, I kind of lean the way you say. I don't think we're going to get Survivor for another year the article that came out was definitely interesting. And I think yeah. that they're probably definitely looking into that. But if I had to guess, I think we're going to, I think that they're going to go as planned. And if they don't use the same exact cast that they already had planned for 41 and 42, I think that they're going to do there. I think they're going to do some version of that, whether they 
I think the themes will be very similar to what they had planned. I think that mm. they'll just film it basically a year later and whoever in the cast drops out, they'll just replace with people that they had that had originally just missed the cut. But I think that, and then I think that seasons 43 or 44, I think one of those will be second chance. I, I think it would probably make sense if 43 was second chance, but I think that that's the next time we'll see returnees. But Again, I just I want to throw all these ideas out because I yeah. think that it is a good use of TV if they still do have that slot in the spring. Yeah, I mean, look, no, no matter what, even putting COVID aside for a second, whether it's 41, 42, or 43, or maybe even 44, one of them will involve returnees in some way. Even before all of this, if you look at the trend of the seasons, they never go, even if it's all returnees or like half returnees, they never go more than four or five seasons without returnees. Like, you know, you have, it's, it's going backwards. You know, you have um, Winners at War, you go back two seasons, you have Edge of Extinction. You then go back to Game Changers, which is 34. You then have um, Cambodia, 31. Blood, Blood versus Water. You see the trend where they usually don't leave it to be three or four seasons without bringing back familiar faces. Because again, there is a population. I do see people in the chat. Some saying people really do want to see new faces. And I completely understand and agree with that. I just think that CBS won't go three or four seasons without returnees in some capacity. So again, 41 could follow our idea, which I think is a great idea, by the way, it could follow our idea and be second chance too, or they could give us second chance to 42 or 43. It's going to happen at some point. And I think it's so, so great. I know we talk a lot about it, but they have such a deep well to go to, even with the first second chance still. And I think Jeff said in, in, in an interview, they got the ballot down to 32 from 75. They considered 75 people for second chance too. And you have people that weren't on the final ballot, like Greg Buis from the first season, Ian from Palau, Shambo from Samoa, um, Jeff Kent from Philippines, John or reader uh, Josh from San Juan del Sur. There's a deep well that they could go to. And if we even end up with another 30 to 32 person ballots for second chance too, it's going to come from like a 60, 70 person pool. So it's really great because there's so many options that you, you can go to. And like we mentioned in our own casting draft, when we did it like a, a couple of months ago, which you should check out if you haven't seen it. You could have somebody who came just shy of the million as a second chance, like Damabate, or give Reem Daly a chance to play the game and give her like her second chance. There's really so many ways you, you can go about it that you could please a lot of people. Because I think you also need a good balance of characters and players, but also old school and new school. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. I think that a lot more people than you think would say yes to a second chance season. Um Based on like I don't know, I've been looking a little bit at Dolan Ross's like series where he interviews a person every, like almost every day or every other day, um, and he always ends the interview with "Would you play again?" And almost every single person has said yes so far, which is pretty shocking. Um, they're like, "Yeah, if the time is right." Well, you know, you never know if you actually get asked. I think a lot of them would come back, but I want to get into questions now because we have a lot of them. Yeah. So to go back to Jay Marco's first question that I didn't completely answer, so. Do you think that doing back-to-back -back returns seasons will make some viewers or applicants mad? Viewers mad? I don't think so. I think I think there are always going to be people mad no matter what, but I think the majority would not be mad. Applicants yeah, mad? Applicants mad? Maybe. Like I, I feel like most people who apply to Survivor, like if I, if I was applying to Survivor, I would be like 
I wouldn't like apply expecting to get on to the point where I would be mad. Do you know what, you know what I mean by that? Like if, if you, if you get on, it's like a dream come true. But like, if you don't get on, you're not going to be like, you shouldn't be like very mad unless you, I guess, get to like the final cut, like a few times, then maybe some of those people will be mad. But I, I don't think you could please everyone in a situation like this. And especially just an unprecedented situation like the pandemic. I mean, you got to do what you got to do for the show. Yeah, you can't make everybody happy, whether that's applicants or viewers. Because again, like I said, you're going to have casual viewers and diehards saying, no, I want to see back-to-back returning seasons. Are you kidding me? And then you're going to have applicants and viewers saying, well, I kind of want to see newbies now. We kind of had, we had like an, a perfect end to an era with winners at war. And now it's time for some fresh blood to hit the beach. So I think that... It definitely to Jay Marco's point, I think it will make some people a little irked, but some people very happy. I, you can't please everybody. Yep, completely agree. And another question from Jay Marco as well What about a fans versus favorites three where people could still vote in 10 favorites while also having 10 newbies? I think this is a very good idea. I, I don't. I don't know if Survivor would name it fans versus favorites three. I think maybe they would just like go in a different di- different theme direction, but maybe they would have a lot of returnees that were voted in um, with newbies. But I think that just the way that the last fans versus favorites three went, where the favorites kind of ran circles around the fans, I don't think that they're going to have that theme again. But I, I could kind of see where you're coming from. And I think it's a decent idea. Yeah, sure. I actually, um, I remember now I mentioned this when we did our, hot takes podcast a month or two ago, but I I'm actually kind of a strongly opposed to the idea of fans versus favorites three. I think after two iterations of it in 16 and 26, we do see the favorites both times really run circles around the fans. And especially with second with uh, fans versus favorites two, the fans were a lot less lackluster. They, they were more lackluster than the first group. I mean, the first group of fans were memorable. They had better players on that um season and then fans versus favorites two was a lot weaker for sure and i think that if you look at the seasons dylan the last time we had a mix of returnees and newbies was edge of extinction and i know edge of extinction has its own problems but i don't think even still it was well received because for one the especially if you're aubrey joe kelly or david none of them made it made it above eighth place because if you're four against 12 or sorry not 12 four against 14 you're put in a really bad spot. And like Aubrey was at a disadvantage right away. Joe was taken out the second he didn't win immunity. It's a tough boat to be in. And I, I think that returnees, if you were told, oh, it's going to be a split season, they're probably going to say no. And the last time, if I remember correctly, that we had a true split of half returnees, half newbies, I'm pretty sure it was Blood versus Water 1 in 27. I don't think we've had a half and half split since then. The 30s were all... All returnees are all newbies except for EOE, which was that four and 14, if that makes sense. I I just feel like CBS at this point, my personal opinion, is not going to want to do another hybrid season for a bit. Um, I mean, granted, you know, there are anomalies. We all love Philippines. Philippines is a great season, and I think it stands out among some other mixed seasons. But I just think that Fans vs. Favorites 3 for how lopsided it is isn't going to happen. And I still also think that even a half and half split won't happen. Yeah. I, I, I completely agree with that. I, I would actually like to see another blood water um, season, but we'll see what we get there. So to put on, all right. Would there be a bias from Solomon? 
would there be a bias to who is shown first and last? I believe you are, you mean like if there were to be a special where we're showing the ballot each week, uh, that's interesting. That's interesting because you would think that the people who are shown closest to the vote would have an advantage. So I think that maybe they like stagger the voting to make it fair, but I, I don't, I don't think that there would be a bias now. Yeah. No, this is actually where I get to flex some of my psychology, but yeah, no, basically, I mean, there is some science behind this. I think it's called the Ebbinghaus uh, forgetting curve or the memory curve. It really is a scientific fact that if you're shown a sequence of events or a sequence of characters or letters or numbers, whatever it is, you are much more likely on a bell curve to remember the beginning and the end and forget the middle. So it's psychological. And I think that to Solomon's point, I think it would be a little unfair. Let's look at the first ballot. Let's just say you throw Monica Padilla in the middle because yeah, I mean, she was on Samoa with Russell Hans, but she wasn't a big factor in that season. And then you put like Spencer Bledsoe and um, Kelly Wigglesworth um, on like the two ends, like, or Joe Anglum, like it's going to be a little tough for the people in the middle. But again, I think we've seen, especially from Kelly Wentworth, that no matter where you placed, if you make a strong enough push, you can get on. Like Kelly went out fifth. She was the fifth voted out in San Juan del Sur. She had a very strong online campaign to get back on the show on her Twitter. She went on RHAP and she made a push. She got back on and now she's considered to be an iconic player. So I do think that there would be a bias about who would be shown first and last. I'm not sure how CBS would go about it, Solomon. But I do think that even if you are shoehorned into the middle, you can, with the right marketing and with the right passion, I think you could still make it on. Yep, completely. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I, I think that that was a really interesting question, actually. I never I never thought of that at all. Yeah. All right, scrolling through other comments now. Um so SP fan says, I think the casuals, meaning the casual viewers we were talking about, wouldn't really know to tune into this special highlight episode, though. So I think if I were Survivor and this was a thing, I would promote this like it's a season and just like make like make the drama out of it mm-hmm. like, as it's a season and be like, oh, like this special documentary series or whatever. Like you could call it like a documentary series and you could run the episodes like they did that special right before Winners at War where you go back and you show highlights and you have Jeff narrating. That's how I envision it personally. Yeah, I'm actually curious what, to that point, I need to remember A, how they marketed that retrospective special. I think it was called like Survivor at 40 or like the greatest moments in players. Um, I need to remember how they marketed it, but I agree. They need to treat it like a big event, whether it's like a season or a huge thing that you must, if you're a fan, you need to tune into this. I'm curious how they would market it. And I'm curious. I also need to go back and look at the the views. Like how, what, how are the viewing figures for that special? Did they actually get a good viewer turnout or was it just like, if you were a diehard, you, t- you tuned in. Um, but I, I do agree. I think that casuals might not know about it. But again, if we have a long off season, anything that CBS can do to promote this is great. Dylan, the one fear that I have, though, is CBS All Access, because you know, with the Survivor being off the air, they're going to say, hey, you missed Survivor, you get CBS All Access, you can get 40 seasons of Survivor on our site. You get a free month, then you pay for it. And I've even heard uh, rumblings on the Reddit and YouTube community that some challenges and clips are starting to be slowly taken down in some places, which makes me think... CBS wants to promote CBS All Access. So while I do think a retrospective would be great to help promote our 41 idea and also just keep the show like relevant and live, I do wonder if the CBS All All Access poll is going to have a factor here. 
Yeah, I, I, that's that's a good point you bring up also. Um, SP fan writes, I think the greatest moment special was partly marketed with Winners of War. Yeah, that's what I think it was also. I per- personally, I loved the special. I thought it was great. It like really hyped me up for the next week, the uh, the season premiere of Winners of War. Yeah. So I mean, it, like something like this would really hype me up for a for a second chance season. The only problem is that instead of this hap- the the season happening the week after, this is technically a ballot, so it'd be like the documentary series and then happening three months later. So I don't know, but I I still think I still think that if you want to fill time with some Survivor content, this would be a decent way to do it. Keep in mind as well, there's a chance because a lot of seasons do film back to back. There's a chance that um, they give us 41 as that newbie reset season, but then 42 is like a, hey, here's second chance. Because what I'm thinking of, Dylan, is Cambodia was season 31, Korong is 32. But if you don't, if anyone doesn't know, they actually filmed Korong first. So Korong films before Cambodia, but they aired it afterwards. There's a chance, depending on the COVID situation and what they're going to be doing with filming, there's a chance they film the newbie season and second chance back to back. And they just give us like one here and there. And then they say, here's the voting, uh, go vote. And at, and at the finale, here are the results. I think honestly, they should, other than your idea, Dylan, of airing things on TV, they should do the rest of it the same. I think that putting out a ballot on social media and giving people two or three weeks to vote was great. I think letting people vote once a day great i think people like and obviously not just saying who do you want in like write in keith nail like you put 10 men and 10 women i think that's great i also think having clips of the people with the person themselves saying please vote me back on was also great and of course like dylan you always mention how can you forget that live reveal where jeff is in the, the crowd with them and saying all right um andrew savage you will get a second chance like that was such great television so i think they should do a lot of things the same but you're right let's have more of the marketing and more of the stuff on tv because of the long off season yep yeah i i love that that reveal was great was pretty crazy so i mean i think that if they were to have like a documentary thing have the same kind of reunion right before you ship everyone off to the to wherever they go um whether it's fiji or somewhere else Question: If if we again, whether it's forty two or whatnot, if we get second chance two, and I think we talked a bit about this on our casting draft, what should they do with some of the second chancers who did not get selected? Now, I know we debated this um, on our casting draft whether uh, to include all new second chance choices or give some other some other people like T Bird or uh, Carolyn or um, Jim. Do they get a second chance? Do you think that if they do a second chance, those people should automatically get a spot? Do you think they should go the Culpepper and Troyzan route and get put on another season automatically and no need to go through it again? What are your, And again, keep in mind, some people like Shane Powers and Max Dawson have no interest in coming back, so that's not going to happen. But you look at T-Bird, you look at Jim Rice, Carolyn, Natalie, Sabrina, Stephanie, and Michaela. What do you think? Do you put them through the, the ringer again for second chance? Do you give them an automatic spot somewhere? If they have an interest in coming back, Dylan, what do you do? So I think that this could sound harsh. I say, I say, you know, it's like, it's reality TV. Like you, you got to deal with what you got to deal with. I think that if you want to be on again, then you should have to go through what all the people who it's their first opportunity have to go through again. And if you get voted on, you get voted on. If you don't get it on, then like, unfortunate, you don't get voted on. Um, And I don't think that they should be given. I, I don't think they should be given an opportunity like automatically for another season, if they don't get voted on, maybe they should be given some sort of preferential treatment, but 
I don't think it should be like automatic. If you don't get in, then you get another season. But I do think what SP fan is saying over here is true. I think that uh, some should get back on the ballot if they did not get it last time. Definitely give them that opportunity. It's like a second chance for the second chance. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that and, and I'm interested. I'm, I'd be curious to see if some people like Sabrina or Stephanie or Michaela. I'd be curious if they say, you know what? Like if CBS calls them and says, hey, we're going to do second chance again. Would you like to be considered for the ballot right away? And they might say, you know what? I went through it once. I'm good. And, that, and that's fair. But if they say, and I know someone like T-Bird who actually reached out to us um, on Twitter, if they call her, she's going to say, I want a second chance. Put me back on. So I think to SP fans point, some people like T-Bird, I think will say yes. And I think if any second chance or even remotely says, you know what, I would like to be considered, they should get an automatic spot out of the 32. I'm not saying on the 20 person cast, but on the 32 choices, like put on T-Bird. I know Jim Rice wants to come back. So give those people a chance. And then the remainder will have to come from uh, the remaining pool of second chance eligible players. Yep. You, you, you hit, you pretty much hit the hit the nail on the head. I think so. Moving on to other questions from Megan. Do you think they'd have anyone play for a second chance at a second chance? One person, one person from the first second chance. Oh, okay. So, huh? See, but then that wouldn't that be their third chance? Like if they were on a second chance, I'm not a hundred percent sure what this question means, honestly. Yeah, no, I think you actually um, uh, nailed it. I think you're saying, I think Megan's trying to say, you know, um, would anybody like, hey, you had a second chance. Do you want another second chance? It sounds like she's uh, saying maybe like a third chance. And we did draft for one of our casting drafts um, for like third times to charm. Oh, like, yeah, just for the storyline. No, I, I mean, that, that's interesting storyline because you go with an Eric Reichenbach route of he started as a fan and then became a favorite. So I do see Megan's point of like, oh, they got a second chance, but now they're competing with other, other second chancers. I do think that it's definitely possible that if somebody was on the second chance season, that they were on Cambodia, I think a third time's a charm season or a returning season in some other capacity would be great to see somebody again like cast like spencer like savage like people who were on second chance but who haven't come back again like wentworth or jeremy or whatever i think that you know we could definitely see them again for sure i mean we saw joe anglem again that happened and also kelly uh kelly wentworth but i think a third time's a charm would be more likely otherwise some other season down the road all right this has spurred a idea another idea see the idea is idea is my the wheels are always turning in my head on survivor okay yeah, hear, me yeah, it, yeah. hear me out hear me out second chance versus third, third time's a charm in the same season one tribe second timers the other time the other tribe third three-time players but, but, no, but no winners no one's ever won on that. no no one has ever won but one like tribe, second so second time second chance versus third time's a charm in the same season one tribe each interesting idea I, I haven't even considered that. That's actually pretty interesting. It's kind of like when people say, oh, let's do um, runner-ups versus pre-merge boots or like for like jury members versus non-jury members. I, I think that's an interesting component that we haven't ever seen laid out on the show before. But I, I don't know if they would, would ever do it, but that would be kind of cool, actually, I think. Okay, now you just, you just kind of spurred another idea. Okay, uh, we're, we're going to keep going here. Okay, ready? David versus Goliath 2. But 
it's returnee players and the and the Davids are the pre-merge boots or like the first one at first ones out and the Goliaths are the runner-ups or merge people who made the merge. I like it. <laughs> I, I, I think that also has legs. I think again, we managed to do a casting draft for pre-merge boots and also um, you know, runner runners ups and unfinished business people. So I definitely think there's a lot of material there. If you look at um, other casting drafts on Reddit and on social media, I think there is a lot of leg room for it. I mean, again, the, the pool of survivor contestants is big. I think we're at like what, 600 contestants in total, 700. There are so many possibilities that you can go with through this. So again, while I think that out of all of our ideas in this little think tank session, I do think um, while second chance two is the most likely, I think that seeing second versus third or um, David versus Goliath, AKA pre-merge versus um, post-merge, I think it's all possible. Also 590. Okay. So I was close, but that, yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. I, I, I don't, all those, all those ideas kind of came to me. I mean, they, I'm sure they've been thrown out on Reddit before, but uh, you never know what you could see. So we have another question from Jay Marco. Could you see them doing a non-winners legend season, uh, AKA Suri, Russell, coach Ozzy? My answer to that is I think that, I think that, one of the next two returnee seasons is going to be that. That's that's my prediction. Do you, okay, counterpoint. Do you think if they do it, would it be a full-fledged season? What, what do you mean by that? So, I, I, okay, so my point, and maybe it's because I've been listening to some of Rob's Big Brother podcasts, but I know some returning players, like even players that have come back for this season of Big Brother All-Stars, they've been asked in exit interviews, would you ever come back again? And some of them are like, no way, no way, no way. Then someone floats the idea to them. Okay. Well, what if it was like a shortened season? Like what if it was a, a shortened season, less weeks? Cause big brother, if anyone doesn't know is 99 days, it's a marathon. It's really long, but there was one or two times where big brother did a celebrity season where it was uh, 12 celebrities and it only lasted three weeks. It was really, really short and really, really quick. And they, and Rob asked those people, you know, would you come back for like a shortened legend season or like from a, for like a shortened all-star season again? And people were like, okay, I, I don't have to leave my family for three months. I leave my family for three, four weeks. I can maybe consider that. So I guess I would throw it back to you as a counterpoint. If they do a legend season, which you, you I know you think is really possible to do a legend season with Sari, Russell, coach, Ozzy, um, like if Rob or whatever would you see it being a full fledged 39 day season or it's like, Hey, 20 days, like legends take all. What do you think? I think survivor, you need to keep 39 days, 39 days. You can't shorten it. Um, but I think a lot of those players would come back for a legend season. So I think coach would come back. He said he would come back one more time. Russell, yeah. uh, very, very Ru Russell, very, very obviously wants to come back. Not, not only the fact that he told us when we were on with him, he just, he, he's he's just said it a lot of times and you can see he wants to come back badly um ozzy i don't know sari i think she would come back as well like I, th I think that they could get a lot of these people to play especially if they got some of the people that they did for winners at war i mean looking at some like amber like never would have thought she would come back and she did so i i think that that's eventually going to happen that yeah. we're, we're, I, think, I think the next like we may see a returnee season that's not that before that but like Russell said, a lot of the, a lot of the people in that tier are kind of getting older to the point where they want to play before they can anymore, mm -hmm. um, or they won't, or they want to they want to 
play now so that they c- could compete again at the best in their best like in their best form. So I think they do have to have it sooner rather than later. So like they may have to have it at like season forty five instead of season fifty. Um, but I I do think that that is going to happen at some point. I think yeah. that one of the next two returnee seasons is going to be another another big full fledged like winners at war type marketed thing. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you. I mean, thinking more about it, it has to be the marketing. It has to be 39 days, 20 people, one survivor. It has to be. That's what Survivor is all about. The only reason I, I actually forget why Australia was 41 days or 42 days. It's the only season that wasn't 39. I forget why that was. But um, yeah, I think it has to stick to that. And then this kind of goes into Solomon's question in the chat, but also SP fans comment right above it. Um all celebrity season. We actually mentioned this a little bit last two weeks ago when we covered the sports legends and sports athletes on Survivor. I think Jeff has mentioned that he would be cons- he would have he would consider a celebrity season. And I think um, you guys are right. I think if they do a celebrity season, it would be like Celebrity Big Brother, where it's twenty days. It's a very shortened season. I think it's certainly possible. I don't know when it would be or how they would do it, but. You know what? Maybe it's possible. Maybe if we don't get 41 until the fall, maybe they somehow figure out, hey, Survivor New Mexico or Las Vegas, we're going to do 20 days, all celebrities in the US um, in June or July. Here you guys go. So I think anything is possible, but it's interesting for sure. Yeah, I I tend to think that if they were to do a celebrity Survivor, which I don't think will ever happen, I think they'll just continue to have just like celebrities on here and there um, because I don't I truthfully don't think they could get enough to do it for a full season. Um, but I guess if they tried, they probably could. Like if they reach out to enough people, they probably could. But I think again, I, I always think you have to stick with 39 days. Maybe I'm wrong, but no, I, I agree. I, I think I think the listeners agree as well. I definitely think you need to keep it for the marketing. Although speaking of Big Brother, um, just since we're on the topic, I know Dylan, we're big fans of Hayden from Blood versus Water, who came from Big Brother. Caleb did too, but Caleb's a whole separate story. Um, I'm actually curious, like. I would want it. There are some big brother players who I would want to see play survivor. I know on the live feed, sometimes the players mention, Oh, I would love to do survivor. I would love survivor. I think that'd be cool to see more bleed over. Cause some people are great gamers and they would be great to see um, people. And Dylan, I'm, I'm actually curious to hear your thoughts on this um, on Reddit, but also on like YouTube channels, people have like asked like Kelly Wetworth and other famous survivor players. Hey, would you ever do like a shortened BB season, like Survivor BB? Would you watch a BB season with Survivor players on it or no? Would I watch a Big Brother season with Survivor players? So I've never seen Big Brother before. Obviously, I know a lot of, I know like, I know a little bit about it just from like mm-hmm. the fact that it's been around for a while. But I think I'm, I think I probably would. Like, we would have to podcast about it. I feel like, uh, yeah. Like, I feel like we'd have to, we'd have to do it. Yeah. I, I, would, like, I feel like I'd be entertained by it also. So. Yeah, I would explain to you what an HOH is, what a power of veto is. But yeah, no, I, I mean, again, if anyone's curious, I love Survivor a million times more. Survivor is my favorite show. Big Brother I used to love. It's kind of fallen off. I still watch it just for fun. But now I, I think it would be cool if you see Kelly Wentworth and like um, John from Marquesas. If you see a lot of like former Survivor players who are like, hey, I would give BB a shot if it was instead of 99 days, you give me like 49 or 39 days, a 39 day Big Brother season. I think some people would do it. And I think that it would be kind of cool to see like 14, yeah, big brother. You're, you're right. Big brother is really cheesy. I'm not going to lie. It's really cheesy. It's really stupid sometimes, but you give me 14 survivor players, including Kelly Wentworth playing big brother. I think it would be kind of cool, especially if, if we don't get 41 until the fall. 
anything in the meantime could be kind of interesting. All right. Another question from Jay Marco. Do you think they would ever do a shortened teen version for the spring? I say no way that they're ever going to have teens on. I actually think now that you like, when you look back at it and say, well, what was Jeff thinking when he said that if you're, if you're 16 apply, I think Jeff knew that this could be happening, right? Where it would maybe be another year or so or more until they filmed. So I think that the fact that they had, let's say they had somebody who was like 16, just about to turn 17 at the finale. By the time you reach the next time that they're filming, maybe they're already 18. That's, that's yeah, really, I, I really, I really think that's what, that's what it was intended for. I, I agree. I think that the show, the youngest anyone should ever be really is 18. I, I just think that from a responsibility perspective, I think anyone younger, like 18, you're considered an adult. And I just don't think it's fair or right for younger um, adults who are under 18 to play the show. I just think that you open up a lot of can of worms in terms of emotions and stress and mental health. I just, I think, think there's a lot of potential problems there. I also... I would imagine any like super fans like us that went on probably would be m mature about it. Um, I mean, if I was told at 18 or 17, you can play, I would jump at the chance. Um, but you know, you always open the door for someone like a, I'm making a really weird jump here, but someone like a Colton where it's like, someone could get like really emotional or like threaten to quit. I, I just think that you open up to a lot of potential pitfalls. If you do this, I do think Dylan's right. Uh, Jay Marco, where I think Jeff was maybe having the foresight to say back in May, this is the pandemic. By the time you apply, maybe by the time you get on, you'll be 18. I think that's what he was referring to. Yeah, I, I think that's what he was also. <laughs> so, And maybe, you know what, like they've had 18-year-olds on before. Like maybe they realized that we could get some of these 18-year-olds a little bit. We get some like of their footage before they turn 18 and we could put them on when they're 18. So I don't know. All right. Um so I think that that pretty much wraps it up. Thank you everybody for the questions. That was a great Q and a right there. Yeah. Um, this, and I love that this was mostly just like an idea session, throwing around ideas. Um, it's really interesting when you think about all the potential possibilities of survivor going forward, because absolutely nobody knows what's going to happen. Nobody knows the theme. Nobody knows when they're going to film next survivor doesn't even know when they're going to film next. So I, I think throwing around these, all these ideas was really, really interesting. So thank you everybody watching. Uh, if you don't follow us already, you could follow us at soul survivor pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, be sure to subscribe to this channel if you don't. And be sure to like this video for sure, because that helps us a lot. And, you, you know, if you if you like this video, the more likely it is that people who work at Survivor could come across it and hear some of these ideas. So like yeah. this video for sure and comment on it. Any ideas, if you're watching this late, comment any ideas that you have for Survivor Season 41 or beyond. We'd love to hear it. Uh, so, yeah, again, thanks, everyone, for watching. Uh, anything you have to say, Ryan? No, you summed it up all perfectly. I was just going to add on there that this was a lot of fun. And I think it was great that when we saw the news, we thought we had to cover it this week. So you can, you guys can all be sure that we'll have other off-season content coming. But if any news drops, we will be covering it. So thank you for all the participation. Yeah, and um, we're, we're probably gonna we we don't know our we're probably not gonna do every other every single week for the rest of the time for the next potentially the next year just because the, you can only co cover so many things every single week. So we're probably gonna go every other week more schedule, but we'll let you guys know when our next podcast is planned for some ideas that we have planned that I believe our next two podcasts are going to be about. We have discussing and ranking different survivor locations or maybe even locations in the future that they haven't done yet uh, or discussing um, advantages in the game and ranking them. So 
I, I think those are pretty solid ideas for our next two podcasts that we're going to do at some point, whether it's next week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. So, yeah. Oh, so really quickly before we end, what is this? Tyson versus Ethan in trivia. I want to watch that. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, no, this was really fun. Uh, thanks, Dylan, and thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, I had nothing else for you, so I'll just end with the usual: grab your torches and head back to camp. Good night. <laughs>